Hello and welcome to the 106th roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu. I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automations and scripts, uh, paid media, and my passion for doing digital reporting well um, through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. Um, so if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts, or even cutting your spend or your data analysis tool, why don't you send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle mindswanppc. And um, even on the Instagram one, um, this this roundup has its own dedicated Instagram profile, which is ppcchat underscore Twitter underscore roundup, where um, I post up clips about, um, yeah, snippets about the roundup and, you know, quotes from the chat so that, yeah, you just have that all in one place and you don't have to scroll to, through Twitter to see some of the amazing tips that have been shared in the past. Um, so anyway, so this week I'm recording from my newly painted living room, um, switching from a deep green to a fantastic brilliant white, um, really opens up the room, that was, that was actually the name of the paint, brilliant white, um, yeah, mood swings about lockdown is still going on, you know, ongoing, but thankfully I'm on the up right now, so um, anyway, this week Julie Richini leading us in, um, she leads us in a chat about ad copy and challenges we face with it in terms of creating and approvals and the like. Like, um, this is, yeah, definitely a time to think about doing almost everything, you know, in terms of like paid media quite differently. Um, and definitely ad copy should be on the top of the list. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, she goes, hello. I was thinking I'd talk about ad copy and, um, yeah, what is working now and also how to get ideas. So yeah, that's the big one, how to get inspired for new testing parameters for us. Um, she starts off with um, a nice easy question. What's your favorite cookout or picnic food? Me, it's a burger. Um, plain old burger, nice and filling with cheese and bacon if possible. And um, I don't know why I said if possible. Why, it's not, why is it not possible? Um, cheese, bacon, tomato, lettuce, gherkins. I think I don't think, I know people don't necessarily always like gherkins, but I love gherkins. I have a whole big tub in a big jar of it in my cupboard and we've got um, Amanda joining us say chips and French onion dip is my trigger food Kami Kara says good morning Julie and uh, PPC Chad gotta say we grilled two tri tips or top barbecue meat this weekend tr um tips no tritips that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, anyway, Judy replies, I love corn on the cob, yellow watermelon and hot dogs on the grill. I do love a hot dog. I have not had one in ages. Um, yeah, I think I'll try and see where I can get that because although I just feel like some stores um, and um, yeah, really some, some restaurants do it really well. I don't even try it myself. Um, and Colin Slattery replies saying, hey, all, we'll be in and out today, but excited to talk about cookout food. I'm a classic burger guy. Yes, always burger and a cold, cheap beer. For me, it's a burger and a cider. Love a good cider. Um, Melissa McKay replies, burgers on the grill. We had some last night. Nice. Anyway, so getting on to question one, Julie asks us, um, have you found that particular ad copy? Have you, have you found that particular ad copy is working well in search ads right now? Has it changed from what was historically working? 
And Julie Vice replies to that saying, no, across the board messages are very simple. Get help here messages worked well for public sector and Mother's Day worked really well for my restaurants. Um, and so we've got, um, yeah, Julie replying as well saying clarity seems to be even more important now, like availability hours. That is something I definitely look out for, especially when I go on the website. It's like, have they updated their website to um, reflect whether... The, anything is open, whether operation is as normal um, during this time. So yes, com companies should really put down the top of their strategy. Um, yeah, so we've got Amanda replying saying it's good to have copy that reflects the times from a branding perspective and post-COVID post copy has a slightly better CTR versus generic copy. However, CTR improvement is generally not enough um, to move the needle um, in conversion of revenue in my experience. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, SEM Rush, which is like Diana representing them saying, um, this is a great point in um, reply to Julie, where Julia said clarity seems to be even more important. Um, she continues with things changing by the day right now. Clarity is so your customers stay in the know is key. I completely agree with this. Um, and Julia replies, you can tell the ads that are still on autopilot from a few months ago or even a month ago. Um, yeah, Amanda replies, I find it distracting when I see image video ads, when people are close together, touching, not following social distancing. Yes, I, I do agree with that. I know that I, I have to backtrack and think, okay, they probably created this ad before um the the, the the lockdown happened and before coronavirus really hit it because yeah it's you'd be surprised the process from directing putting an ad together before it actually reaches out especially in terms of like tv ads so it can be hard to reflect the current times when it comes to tv ads but people should really be careful julie replies to that said great point i'd love to see some stats on how these images perform now Azim replies to that, say the behavioral shift that nobody could have predicted at the start of the year. Seriously, this in January, no one was thinking that these kind of stuff will happen. What a difference a couple of months make. And then to question two, we've got um, Julie asking, have you found that particular ad copy is working well in social ads right now? Has it changed from what has historically worked well? Um, and then but before we get into, an into that, Mark Kennedy replies to question one saying specific to COVID ad copy stating whether you're open, remote, curbside, etc. has been working and has to correlate with the landing page as well. And then we've got um, Julia Weiss replying to question two saying, absolutely, the feel-good non-COVID messages are working really well. Anything that is a nice distraction is doing great. Yes, I can imagine so. Julie Bicini replies to question two saying, on social things that are not COVID-related are doing better. Um, so yeah, on social things that are not COVID-related are doing better. I feel like on social, people want to get away from all that is happening in the world now more than ever. Play to that need and ads do better unless you you're selling something COVID related, unless you are selling something COVID related. So yes, if you're selling masks, if you're selling, um, you know, equipment that prevents, you know, that helps with social distancing, talk about COVID. Otherwise, ah, it makes people smile, make people laugh. I think people really do want to get distracted. And then just going back um, a little step back, um, a little step here with um, Andrew McGarry's answer to question one, he goes, some countries in Europe are getting bored of promos and responding more and more to non-promotional message messaging. Ad fatigue continues to be an ongoing concern. 
um, conception Arnold, our replies to that saying, how do you find, how do you define non-promotional messaging, a lack of CTA? Um, Andrew replies, lead with a branding foot as opposed to a commercial foot. You can still have a CTA. And then we've got Diana from SEM Rush replying to um, Julia Weiss's answer to question two, where Julia had said, absolutely, the feel-good non-COVID messages are working really well. Anything that is a nice distraction is doing great. Diana replies, did you find that was the case when the COVID craziness just started? I'm curious if the shift is social messaging in social messaging happened as quickly as everything else. Julia replies to that, not really. Um, here in Canada, it was about the the sort. It was about the sort of clear, simple messages like we get from leadership. Once it started to drag on, is when we started looking for feel good messages. Um, um, Diana replies, from a marketing standpoint, that seems like a little chaotic than it could have happened. Than it could have been. Julia replies, I mean, it's a different. It is. It's different per province and even region. So it's still pretty chaotic. But the overall message of stay safe, stay safe, stay in, and thank you is pretty standard. Yeah, I think that's a very Canadian thing. They are very, a very nice and polite bunch of people. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, going on to um, question three, and um, in terms of like, yeah, current era, so this is going to be our last one in terms of the current era of things. Um, question three goes, are you testing ad copy more? less or about the same as pre-pandemic times if your candidates has candidates cadence has changed why has it changed again are you testing ad copy more less or about the same as previous pandemic times if your cadence has changed why has it changed but before we get into that we've got um andrea cruz replied to two saying focus on things you can improve trends latest information is resonating well for me l chase replies i have not had more or less success with ad copy around covid but i would think if i had more local business versus online e-com retail it would one exception is shipping some are slow if you can get things to customers let them know open, available, etc. Then going on to answering question three, we've, we've got Mark Kennedy going right now. The cadence is dictated by the situation closed, opening soon, open now. So different regions or industries have different immediate ad copy needs, changes fast. Andrea replies to that as well, saying honestly more trying to Honestly, more trying to figure out what resonates better with each audience, understanding that things are quickly changing on all environments and verticals. Um, Julia replies, saying a bit less, we're not getting good data from tests anyway because we're all weirdly emotional. So it's a matter of simplifying. Julia replies to that as well, saying probably about the same for ad copy changes, although I am seeing a bigger range between this works and wow, this is not working in the past two months, especially especially on social. I guess that's a good thing because, yeah, you you know, by using different messages, you really want to know what is working and stick to improving performances and just cutting out the wastage ad copy. And then we've got Azim replying to question three, going about the same. There's a lot of uncertainty in pretty much every vertical I'm seeing, and that's heavily impacted impacting on-site and conversion behavior. A lot of variables for me to trust results 
if ad testing increased. Um, and then we've got um, Jordan Stark replying to question three saying, I'm testing ad copy about the same pace. I have a rhythm I get into and I've kept to my schedule. Nice. It's always good to have a schedule. El Chase replies to question three saying, I have to say less testing. You really have to have a control to test and we don't know when this will all be over. Yeah, I can imagine. So shipping messaging is being tested, however, and pivoting due to consumer demands for particular products, puzzles, etc. Yeah, I can imagine all those like products of bringing people together and putting family together will be doing really well right now. Ryan Bennion replies to question three, saying testing has been more um, through dynamic ads. I'll set up 10 variations of an ad and let the algorithm do the work to choose what will resonate most with the audience. After that, I then use the winners after a good sample size of data is shown. And yeah, Diana agrees with it, saying that's smart. I always liked that feature. So yeah, dynamic ads can be good, but so depending on the products and depending on the company and the brand that you're advertising for. Um, my client is a, is a finance client. So yeah, so they don't like unpredictability in terms of what ad copies that they could be showing because that could go against compliance and have very, loads of high risk issues. And then Julie goes on to question four saying, where do you find inspiration for ad copy? Um, Julia good jumps into this. So Julia Vice replies, I start with the website for the car for the car UVP. So car yeah, um unique viewpoint. Then I look around for strong messages around the same topics, sometimes from outside the industry. Julia replies, I am a big proponent of manual searches to view competitor ads. I like to know what our target folks are likely seeing so I can make ads that stand out. The Facebook ad library is a fantastic resource to see what other business are doing there too. Um, we've got Ryan Bennion replying to question four as well, saying Facebook ad library is big for me. We also have an ad creative channel on our Slack that we upload creative we thought was impressive. I also am a member of a few Facebook groups, including Social Savannah's Facebook group only group. She does Facebook creative only group. She does a great job, small fee with it. And then we've got Mark Kennedy replying to question four saying, first look is landing page, then competitor sites, ads in the wild, good ideas posted on blogs or in PPC chat. But sometimes the best ideas come from brainstorming with clients. Salespeople are great as they can get the most, as they get the most pushback, cost, timings, etc. So they're a great source. Azim replies um, saying, one place I'd suggest forums, Q&A sites, your customers, are they talking about their concerns worries um so yeah actually i suggest forums q a sites your customers are there talking about their concerns or worries if you can create content and compelling copy that answers those or helps them you've won the click yes and even won a customer back that you might have lost otherwise and then we've got um, L Chase replying to question four saying, one of my favorite places to look for copy inspiration is within the reviews. Yep. So another one back in the whole look, look at reviews to inspire and copy. And then we've got uh, Michael Yeager replying to um, yeah question four saying, I do a lot of competitor research and I get a lot of inspiration by asking my client sales team a lot of questions about how things are going on their end. They know their business best and especially know the needs of the clients best. So I often pivot there. 
And then we've got um, Julie Buccini replying to El Chase, where El Chase says, one of my favorite places to look for copy inspiration is within the reviews. Julie, Julie replies, I was just going to say this too. If the website has a search feature on it, you can get some great insights on what people want to know from that in analytics too. So yes, that's another great resource for that. And then we've got Julie going on to question five saying, are there ad copy tests that you want to run, but have not been able to, why were you not able to do the testing you wanted? Um, and yeah, and that's, that's when I, <laughs> I pipe in with some answers here. And, um, my biggest frustration is right now we're trying to get the client to do RSA ads and, uh, it's just been very difficult because, um, yeah, very unresponsive with, um, approval. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's something we can do. It's actually something we, we've already dipped into and they just don't have enough headlines. We have, you can have up to 11 headlines. They provided maybe two or three and I'm like, guys, there's opportunity for lots more and there's lots of things that you can be, that can be said in the headlines. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, definitely something um, that a missed opportunity that we're seeing right now. Um, and I'm like really not sure that even that the excuse of being too busy is is something that they can use um, at this moment. Things are not really too busy at the moment. Jordan Stark, though, replies to question 14. I really like to look at what has performed best in the past alongside what competitors are doing to try and put a new spin on it or to see if it can be improved. I find my colleagues are really good sources of ideas as well. Yes, more brains, the better. Uh, Mark Kennedy replies to question five, saying for some clients, you're testing within this situation, not all. So you're still testing, but not like normal. And a change in the state's opening in the state's opening could end the test early. Andrea Cruz replies to question five, um, saying not really looking to see what others see. Maybe that I can, can't promote hand sanitizer nor face masks. Um, and then Julie goes on to question six, saying what is your process for creating new ad copy? Um, do you do a bunch of full ads at a time, create a lot of components? You can mix match something else. Um, I answer to that. My answer to that is creating a lot of components. You can mix and match. And I think what I do try to do is when I create them, I create more than I need. So obviously I, I um, stick by the best practice of creating, a, having about three or four ad copy, but I propose um, about maybe five or six ad copies, you know, for each ad group so that I have backups to test when I want to do testing. I don't have to go through the whole long waiting approval process with the client. Again, Julia Weiss replies to question six saying, I like uh, me a rubric, a message offer versus brand or offer versus secondary message versus or brand. Set up the components you want to test and the main message the clients want to emphasize. Much easier to write within to write within some guidelines. And then we've got El Chase replying to question six going, um, I go through the ads. I find the ones not doing well, CTRs, conversions, etc. From there, you can see if you want to test a different landing page um, or copy, there's just so much to look at when it comes to the ads and what could be driving engagement. Um, Julie replies to question six saying, I have been doing more components lately with some example ads, getting a bunch of stuff approved and having the flexibility to mix and match to create variations has made life easier for me yes I need to, that's that's the kind of thing I do um and I need to do more of that and then we've got Julia Vice replying to that to what Julia has just said about um yeah getting a bunch of stuff approved and having the flexibility to mix and match um Julia Vice replies so much easier for RSAs and to swap between search and social 
find those key headlines that perform. Azuma goes plus one on that, was surprised by a pre-COVID RSA test that showed a last-minute addition to the list of headlines before going live managed going live managed to outperform the rest. Goes to show assumptions on data headlines may not always be true. So to repeat that, he was like, um, was surprised by a pre-COVID RSA test that showed a last-minute addition to the list of headlines before going live managed to outperform the rest goes to show assumptions on data headlines may not always be true so yes let the data talk for itself do not assume at all dogara thomas replies to question six saying my current workflow is very cumbersome um, i make three ads for every ad group and then duplicate the one i like the best for a dynamic keyword insertion ad i'm working on how to make rsa's work better in that method and i'd love to be more component focused for it to be quicker sam replies question five going and most clients are quite open to just about anything but for those few that aren't it's usually because either a legal regulatory gets in the way buzz kills b google doesn't let us do certain things with audiences or c some integration breaks <laughs> um and then ryan bennion replies question six saying when the creative juice is isn't flowing you crank it out oh when the creative juice is flowing you crank it out um for me it's all about a good playlist and a blank google doc after some brainstorming via ad library and different channels then i just write everything down that comes to my head and build from there and then he continues going i like to get all new ads up at once so after i've done that initial brainstorm i'm ready to start fine tuning and testing then i launch all the ads for the week at once i try to refresh 15 percent of ads running each week and rotate through um and then yeah julie goes on to question seven saying what is your biggest frustration with creating ad copy yeah definitely the clients and definitely um clients that are holding back in terms of um approval or yeah, the questions that they ask as to you know why <laughs> why something is doing something differently um and yeah i remember there was uh, recently we had a client that kept saying that vertical line between the headlines between like headline one two and three can we remove it and then we're like yeah sure we'll just get google ads on it and literally it was just so many face palms for um <laughs> that one anyway going on to our answers for this mark kennedy replies saying one more character um getting the third headline to show can be a pain sometimes you have to shorten all three i also would love to control which or when ad extensions combo show i'm also um, i also want to see some of my image extensions in the wild testing them now small data um, Julia Vice replies, um, yeah, feedback committee hands down. I need feedback from the client, not seven departments and the CMO, not the legal team and the entire product management group. Designate a person and let's, let's chat, definitely. Yeah, streamline that, make it from one person. Um, Julie replies, my personal frustration is on days when I just can't come up with the good stuff. It also drives me nuts when clients approve something and then someone else weighs um, in on their end and the approval gets revoked or changed. Ugh, annoying. Um, and then Dogar Thomas replies, so few clients have a grasp of what their USP is. And I don't know if that's because of the telephone game from client to sales to accounts to implementation. Or maybe it's just that folks are too focused on doing good work to examine how they do the good <laughs> works. Um, and then, yeah, we go on to our last question of the day um, with um, question eight, where Julie asks... 
if you could change something about the platform's rules or limitation on ad copy, what what would it be and why? Um, uh, did I have an answer for that? Yeah, well, I said, uh, apart from the obvious quicker approval times from clients, yeah, that under review status sign that... Um, that, that, that gets put up when you upload an ad copy. I want that to be removed a lot quicker. It just gets clients to panic and just always questioning, like, is my ad showing? And then start doing searches that screw up our data, which, you know, we do not need, especially right now. And then we go on to answering question um, seven, which, where Michelle Yeager replies, super frustrated with the third Google headline rarely showing and with Google's push to try to get everyone using it without the content that it most likely won't show. Um, and then, yeah, Julie replies question eight saying, I am extra frustrated right now with ads that are not on the wrong side of any policy getting swept up in disapproval algorithms and no clear indication of what the offending part was or is. El Chase goes back to um, replying question seven saying the biggest frustration would be for brands that are big. Sometimes the sign off process is, process is such a hindrance to creating any tests. Seems like a 42 people, seems like 42 people need to give the approval at times. Um, and then before we round up, I'll give a few more answers where El Chase goes getting disapproved, um, but not being able to reach someone with an actual brain to manually review the ads. Sorry, the frustration is real sometimes. Um, Jordan Stark replies saying, um, I am in agreement with this one. I can't think of anything worse than my ads getting disapproved for no reason. Oh, actually, maybe when I get them manually reviewed and approved, and then a few months later, the same ads are disapproved again. Yes, I've had that happen. That is very annoying and I really wish Google will stop that or at least warn us what has changed because a lot of the time it's nothing in the ad copy content um so anyway that's um the the our chat for today um it was like a, I was trying to go through a lot of the answers quite quickly not to waste any time because there were loads of good answers that we've been given there um Julie uh, recaps saying you can find out the chat recaps and a form to suggest topics for future chats on the PPC chat website which is official ppcchat.com again that's official ppcchat.com my DMs remain open if you have questions about anything or if you just need some moral support and yes don't be shy about that we all need moral support during this time so yeah i hope you found some great ideas for ad copy or just you know shared in our frustrations with um with with the frustrations that other people have shared like yeah disapproved ads for no reasons or clients you know not approving ads on time um but yeah i hope you've got, gotten some great takeaway and just some tips that you can use whether it's now or even in the future so if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com and don't forget to follow us on ppcchat underscore twitter underscore roundup on instagram and remember for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye